G'day everyone and welcome back to the 78 Amped Podcast. Today I'm joined by by the frontman of Melbourne Medical Band Thornhill. Jacob, welcome to the, to the show. How's it going? Good man, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. We, we like to kick off the podcast the same way each week by finding out what you've been listening to. So what's been spinning in your playlists or if you've had, had any vinyl on in the last little while, what's been uh, catching your ear? Uh, the Car by Arctic Monkeys is a big one Ooh. and um, an album by Inhaler. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's a banger. I love that band now. <laughs> the, the car by Arctic Monkeys. I mean, I have to admit that I haven't been a big Arctic Monkeys guy since they kind of went to that like jazz lounge vibe. What's uh, it's what's so your good. <laughs> what's your take? It's so good. Um, like I love it. I I I don't know. I guess I have to be for progressing in music um, after our own release. Um, so I I loved it. Um, Tranquility based that one beforehand after AM. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Super sick. I love a concept record. I think it's really cool. I think it takes a lot of brains and a lot of work. And um, I don't know. I respect a band that big, just doing whatever they want and sticking by it. Love I definitely respect. It. I respect the move. I just don't know if I like necessarily the end result appealed to me. You know what I mean? When when you like, I get. I get it. Hundred percent. I understand. When you kind of, when you kind of make Alex Turner a character rather than Alex Turner. When you go, oh, I understand what he's trying to do rather than he's a bit wanky. Once you get that out of your head, it's really good. When you listen to the lyrics and you understand like the progression and what he's singing about, I think it's really interesting. And the fact that he wrote it all, he's a genius. That's fair. And look, you know what? I'm going to take this as an opportunity to go back and, and re-listen with a fresh set of ears. But look, yeah. you kind of mentioned uh, a bit of progression in music. And so let's talk about uh, the, the latest album, Heroin, and how sonically it's a, it's a pretty sizable departure from 2019's The Dark Pool. How have you, I mean, you guys have just finished up a pretty massive tour in the US. How did you feel that the crowds reacted when you were playing the new material? You know what? I feel like it's less about the sound and more about the look in America, we found. Like, I think in both the American tours we did, we were the odd one out, heavier or lighter, um, depending (laughs) on the tour. Um, and it was, I feel like it was less about the music. It was more about the way that we moved and the way that we dressed. We found like we go to Texas and the eyeliner and the hip swing, a lot of, even the the girls in the front were were like, (laughs) what is this? What is this? And I found that really funny. Um, and then like New York places like that. I've never had a, like, that was the best international show we've ever played. Like some of the best shows we'd ever played. And it was really cool to just not know what you're in for every night and to be able to pick up on the audience. I think if anything, it makes me a better performer or it makes me a better frontman when I get to like understand the crowd first song in and work out how I'm going to do it. I think it's been, I'd like the challenge. I think when you're, uh, when you're in Texas and you've got that, the kind of the uh, let's say resistance from the crowd, were you trying to then, was it a challenge then to like goad them in and, and pull them into the performance or were you, was that a standoffish moment where you're like, fuck you, I'm doing what we want to do. Basically that, and because you can't make them like you, it's just not the way the world works. So I was a bit more like, okay, this is a statement then. This isn't a performance. You know, if you're not interested, that's fine. This is who we are. Do with that what you will. Because there was plenty of people that liked it or just didn't know us. You know, I think we're getting used to restarting internationally because once you go over there, it's kind of like starting from scratch. You can't expect what you get in Australia everywhere. So... It's humbling. It's good. We enjoy it. 
Do you think that was, I mean, as you mentioned on the last sort of tour that when you were over there, you were probably on the heavier side uh, comparatively versus this side. But do you think it, 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 it um, the, the pandemic kind of offered this good chance for a hard reset as well? Like, you know, having mm-hmm. the whole new style and sound kind of almost hand in hand with the, the reset overall kind of was a good opportunity to reintroduce bands to Thornhill overall. Yeah, I mean, it definitely helped with the album writing because I, I remember we had, the big four tracks, I think we had Archangel, we had kind of an idea about Cass, we had The Hellfire Club, Blue Velvet and Heroin. We had all of those tracks straight after we came back from Europe before lockdown. Like we were ready to go with that idea and then we took a lot of like time off um, just because there's nothing we could do. And then when we started getting back into writing, I think we were on to the next thing. And so I think heroin did get carried away a little bit more than it probably would have if we didn't have the time. But I think we had a better end result regardless, I think. I think we were very happy to just stand out for a bit and then keep progressing like that. <laughs> it's, I mean, obviously it's been a, a massive success. Like congratulations for, for the huge ARIA chart success as well. But how do you feel that the the tracks on the from heroin are kind of integrating into set list, live set lists along with some of the dark pool uh, fa- fan favorites? I mean, it doesn't really work. Not gonna lie, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Like you go from playing, you know, views from sun, and then you go to like another heroin track, and I'm like, yeah, great. Like I just had to play a metalcore song to like something a bit more theatrical, but. Like, I do like seeing the crowd react in a certain way, you know, and I like them singing along. So, I, you know, there's there's places for both, I think. And it's it's always good to, um, you know, play what people want to hear and then also play what you want to play, you know. And there's like a fine medium that you have to kind of get to to keep doing this, I guess, every night. <laughs> Has there been a chance to kind of retroactively inject a bit of like theatricality back into the tracks from the dark pool like give it give them the heroin treatment yeah Yeah, i think i was doing that i think i've been doing that all year even before heroin was there i i start i think some people have noticed it earlier on but i you know like i couldn't help it i would sit because of some of these songs so much and i was creating the character of heroin i think i was singing a lot of the dark pool like that character or like finding my way there through the way I was singing. Cause it was, it's just like a really easy way to kind of work on a character is when you're actually on stage. Like it was, it was a fun way to find out what I could do kind of thing. Did, like, I suppose in the same way that, you know, it's hard to transplant a character from one play to another play. Did it feel clunky having that characterization in, you know, songs from an album that obviously has a very specific time and place for you? I think that, I think things can be reworked. I think things can be reimagined. You know, like I definitely think that on stage I don't dull my character down for time, the dark pool. I think it's just you know <laughs> I got to find a new way to move to a faster riff. You know, like it's more of a challenge. It's, I'm I'm ready for it. <laughs> cool. I like that uh, the way you look at that. That's cool. That's very, very cool. We've been watching a few of the live videos, and you know you've got a lot more kind of vocal gymnastics in these newer tracks as well. Uh, mm. And we can only kind of imagine the what it's doing to your voice, the strain that it's putting on there night after night. How are you making sure that you're you're match fit every single time? What's what's the secret? Just praying. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, I definitely take, I take care of my voice. My voice is definitely first priority. That's something I didn't realize a vocalist had to do until I became one. And I was like, great, now I'm stuck with this. 
Um, <laughs> but I definitely, I don't drink on tour. I don't really drink in general. It's not, it's not really for me. Um, I love water. It's like my favorite drink. So that's already done. I don't yell. You know, I look after my voice and when I'm, when I know I'm a, like had a bad night, I always warm down. And when I warm down, I can hear if I or feel if I have strain. And if I do, I go, okay, no merch desk for me tonight kind of thing. You just got to play by ear. You got to know your body, got to know your voice. That's like professional athlete stuff. I like that. <laughs> I got to try. I got to try. Some of that shit I did is a bit too high. <laughs> I, I suppose so you know some you always hear about people on tour who are you know gargling baby oil or like doing neti pots nothing nothing too extreme like that just like nah just- i have a nebulizer i definitely use a nebulizer which is like um it heats uh it like is a vapor heats the water it's like a saline solution it's like salt and water or something and it's just a really good way to kind of refresh yourself and rehydrate yourself um but other than that i don't i only use that after the plane kind of thing i don't really i've been trying not to rely on it that's my whole thing (laughs) well let's uh let's look towards good things then and you know festival scenes back in australia finally thank god you know how are you feeling about returning to to the festival stages here in australia i'm keen i mean unify was sick full tilt was sick i'm really hoping for a three-par this year um (laughs) But no, I love festivals. I really, really enjoy playing bigger stages, bigger crowds, and it just gives me more room. It gives us more room to kind of be more theatrical and have a bit more fun. Um, you know, we are playing very much in the daytime, and my hay fever is whack. So <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a bit of a shot in the dark, but the sunnies will be on. That's all that needs to happen. So no, I'm very excited. I'm sure, you know, sneezing can be part of the character if you need it to be at various points. Yeah, it, it has to be, obviously, <laughs> at this point. Wheezing will be as well. <laughs> uh, if there was probably one song on the lineup uh, from any of the artists that you would be shattered if you missed at Good Things Festival, who uh, who would it be? I'd be shattered. I don't know if they're playing it, but if Deftones play Rosemary and I miss it, I will be very upset. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely a chance to put some like backstage words in and be like, guys, rose me, please, 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 front and center. That's where I'll I be. reckon they wouldn't even look at me twice, and that's fair. <laughs> by the end of the tour, if I've like, been doing it that long, oh, by the end of the tour, I'll be like, oh, boys, great set, and they'll be like, fuck out of here. <laughs> and I'll be like, that's fair. Honestly, that's fair. You guys are deaf turns. I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> look before we before we wrap up today uh apart from from good things uh coming in the in the next couple of weeks what uh does the rest of 2022 and the start of 2023 look like for thornhill i just think it's a bit of a break um we're gonna kind of chill out i think a lot like we've we've just had such a full-on year we need to kind of recoup with our families and friends and have christmas together and things like that um because we got so far, a pretty big year already looking for next year. So I think we're just kind of getting prepped and trying to prep our families that we're going to be gone a lot. <laughs> you're doing a bit of, you're doing a a bit, bit of work. Yeah. A bit of work, yeah. Uh, well, we're all working full-time as well in this gap, so nonstop. <laughs> back to back. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for back. jumping on with us. And, uh, you know, if, if for listeners who haven't had a chance to to get their ears around heroin yet, definitely jump in. It is a, a very different sound to the dark pool. Uh, Thornhill are hitting the stage for Good Things Festival from December 2nd through 4th in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. So get down there and check them out live. Jacob, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us. Of course, thank you for having me. Appreciate it.